welcome back everybody to the sixth episode of the Gaia podcast. As always, this episode is sponsored by me and my merch store. So go check out redbubble.com slash people slash mother Gaia. There's going to be some new stuff coming out uh, within about a week or so. Um, with That has to do with a very big collab. So uh, go check that out. Um, today, we have a very special guest and a good friend of mine. He runs the account called Heroish Thoughts. This is Hero. Introduce yourself. Hello! How are you? <laughs> good. Pretty good. I'm really happy that you're here. Dude, I'm always happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you, run, you run the account Heroish Thoughts. Yes. What, what... Where did that idea come from? Like, what what inspired you to become the hero? Okay, so, so I was sitting in uni, and uh, I was just I was just daydreaming. I was bored out of my mind, and then the thought came to my mind: man, Elastigirl's pretty thick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I wonder if other superheroes think this way. And, I'm, and so I'm just like, man, it'd be pretty fun if you create a persona that would think like a superhero. That's awesome. <laughs> so Hero was was born. He was created out of the idea that Elastigirl, otherwise known as Helen Parr, <laughs> I don't use her name. Thick AF. <laughs> oh yeah, she is. Do you, do you spread those? <laughs> <laughs> she goes for miles. Oh my! I mean, she could be as thick as she wants, right? That, that's her power. Yeah, yeah. Pretty expansive. Um. <laughs> So, so what's your like? What's your goal with it? Like, you've I don't know how many how many followers do you have now? Uh, so I think I'm I'm at a weird threshold because over the summer, I couldn't really like be hero. I couldn't really make many jokes. So like, mm-hmm. I uh, I stopped at around one fifty over the summer, and mm-hmm. then when once uni started again, I got back up to two hundred, and okay. I just I've still been at two hundred. So it's okay. been it's been progressively getting better and better. But like, I never really imagined. I don't really have a goal other than satirical dark humor that's <laughs> fucked up and just fun. I think that works. <laughs> I think that works with uh, with your character. Hell yeah. Um. So one thing that I know that we've talked a lot about and gone back and forth with uh, on both of our accounts is Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Yes. Um, I have only played one other game before coming to college, which is where I met you. Um, and you, <laughs> you started a campaign, uh-huh. <laughs> and you became my DM, and my god, those, those sessions are something, something else, I'll oh, tell you that. Yeah, they're definitely a nightmare for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what got you into D&D? So, hmm. probably in high school, I, I have this really close nerdy friend group like we play League of Legends a lot mm-hmm. we play a lot of video games and board games and uh, one day they're just like hey join us in D&D and I'm just like okay sure I um, <laughs> so I'm just like alright I'll see what, what like, I'll see what it's like Like, I'm, I'm gonna be a theater major it'll be fun mm-hmm. so I start playing and I'm like man this is really fun because I get these all these voices I get to make up all these characters I used to want to be a writer so I get to make all these like creative uh mm-hmm just backgrounds and I'm just like 
yeah, I could totally do this. Mm-hmm. And so once we came and I'm like, all right, I want to start being a DM. I just got down, sat down maybe for three hours and just wrote out the story. That's awesome. So uh, you've been playing for a while. Um, I want to say about two and a half, three years now. Okay. So about the same as me. I, I, I mean, not consistently. I only played one Star Wars campaign before Fair. college last year, but... You know, it, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it, and so I wanted to get back into it. And so that's actually how we became friends. I don't know if you really knew that, but we had that one class, and we were in the library. And I heard, I overheard you say something about D and D, and I was just like, "This is my chance." Yeah. So I just kind of like <laughs> slid in. And I was like, "Hey, Hell yeah. you guys talking about D and D?" And that's kind of like what sparked our friendship. Hell yeah. Um, so do you have a favorite like race and class that you like to play as? That, uh, so I'm kind of a basic bitch. I love playing humans, mostly just for the class, extra really? class features and everything. Okay. Um, but I think my favorite character that I've ever made and played, uh, his name is Clyde the Corrupted. <laughs> and he's different from what I wrote in our story because okay. in what I read as a character, he's a halfling dwarf reptile. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And he's a rogue. Oh. Wow, he... I can understand why he's the corrupted. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not exactly like the little uh, sin mongerer that... No, uh, no. ...that he, he appears to be in the, our current campaign. No, God, no. He's <laughs> completely different. Uh, in that campaign, he was just an evil... He had just an evil assassin who just killed whoever for however much. But uh, I'm like, you know, he's pretty greedy. Let me make him the sin of greed. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. Are we going to be interacting with the other sins throughout this campaign? Um, I can't say yes, okay. but I can say yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. Um, so, would you... I, you saw before we started uh, recording that I was listening to a podcast called Crit Sandwich. And it's a podcast of these four guys just playing D and D, and they actually have a really cool thing that they do. Um, I don't know. I had a chart pulled up. Actually, this might be it. No, that's not it. Um, <laughs> they had this chart where it was like what the characters are um, like based around, what world they're in, what their storyline is, and what the like big bad of the story is. And uh, they they have a set thing. They're like, this is going to be between two and ten sessions, which is kind of a, a big wow, difference. Wow, that's a range. But it's, um, they're like, it, it's not going to go past ten sessions. It's just going to be this story, and then these characters going to go in the folder. Okay. You know? um, and what they did was they had 20 different options in each thing. 20, that's a lot of options. And then they rolled a d20. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so brilliant. Isn't that so cool? They they ended up with like a couple different ones. They rolled like 10 different options, uh, like 10 different scenarios, and eventually they landed on a uh, utopian steampunk world that takes place in like a regular like fantasy D&D thing, but it's like there's no more monsters. But the premise of it that they rolled was Jurassic Park. So all of the monsters had been brought back to life, and they're sequestered in one area. And the issue is 
they're out of containment now and it's these and they're the, the character background thing that they had to go with is <laughs> the background that they had to go with was priests so there are four priests that go on like a church trip to this monster park going on a catholic mission exactly and they end up going to this like this like like zoo trip with like the youth group and all the monsters get let out and it's their job to take them down and the um the one like world issue is that it's a uh like they're like plane hopping uh-huh. so they're going through different realities and Ooh. uh the end like big bad is there's going to be two monsters reminiscent of godzilla and king kong fighting oh that's so cool isn't that cool so i that's was like so cool i was listening to this and i was like I really want to. I, I got to start DMing because I wanna. I have <laughs> so many ideas that I could bounce. That's one, so of, solid. one of the alternate ones is like a Candyland type yeah. thing. Like literally, just like all of like they get thrown into this world and they're like all rogues and so they're all like covered in leather and everything and everything is like cotton candy trees candy and licorice and yeah, literally like Candy <laughs> Island from Flapjack. That's um, so sick. I know when. So I when I write my campaign, it's I say you're in like episodes, and every mm-hmm. episode has five parts. In the third episode, is a little sneak peek for when we play next. All right. Uh, you guys are gonna be sort of like plane hopping to different other worlds, okay. and in one certain world, uh, a certain persona, <laughs> a hero, is gonna be <laughs> in the world, and there may or may not be an opportunity to fight him. That's incredible. Oh, you know, and that that actually brings me to my next question. Would you ever be interested in recording our sessions and posting oh, them? Oh, of course. Okay. It's it's something I wanted to start from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but we didn't have the means to. We didn't have the means to. We didn't have the space to. None of us had the time to. Mm-hmm. And now we're so far into this this elaborate, messed up, sticky story that if anyone jumps in right now, it's either going to be, I have to make a completely new story just for them and then then tie that into the main story, Mm -hmm. or everyone just kind of pick up as they go and just try to go along and just pick up key information. So I've been thinking about um, starting my own campaign using that set of rules and recording it and starting... But we're already in two different campaigns, which would make it very difficult. Um, But what these guys do is they do every two weeks, um, and then they just have like a like a solid like hour and a half session, and then they can move on. And so I think that would be easy because you could, and we don't have to do like ten sessions. But I think that like a five session campaign would be good to start off. Yeah, with. they're like a bunch of one shots. Yeah. Where you just play it and you're done and that's it. Yeah. I think that would be a cool little series that we could put together. <laughs> I, I I love it. Cool. So uh to take a jump from the um uh D and D talk, uh something else pretty wild that happened this week was the fourth democratic debate. Did you watch it? No. No? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> are you Are you involved in politics whatsoever? I try to stay away from all that. Okay, that's fair. Only because I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. There has been some, uh, some interesting uh, discussions that came out of it. Yeah. Um, one of which was Kamala Harris 
which is a, I think she was like an attorney general in mm -hmm. California. Um, she was doing well in the beginning of the, uh, like, uh, the, the, the runnings yeah. and everything, but she's like gradually losing supporters. And last night, or two, however many nights ago, she was, she seemed pretty bummed out that Elizabeth Warren didn't agree that Twitter should shut down uh, like they should have make Twitter shut down Donald Trump's Twitter account which you know I understand why she would want to do that but also you know that's the only way that we'll be able to check in on him <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah I mean I if, if it wasn't for his Twitter I probably would have no idea that he wanted to say impeach the press <laughs> <laughs> So Elizabeth Warren was like, "No, we're trying to impeach him. We need. We don't need to worry about his Twitter right now. That's not a priority." I mean, yeah. And I I get that, but he, she kept saying, like Harris kept saying it over and over again. She Shut was like, "Shut down his Twitter." She was like, "Do you agree with me?" And Warren was just like, "No." <laughs> and she just kept shutting her down, and it was hilarious. And she was like, she kept looking at her, and she was like, "Really? Like, don't you don't agree with me?" And she was like, "No." That's not what we need to worry about right now. It's really not. And I applaud. I applaud your ambition for it. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but they they did talk a lot about um, like job loss and uh, automation and stuff like that. Mm. Did you know that over the last year, um, Amazon and UPS and everything like shipping companies have uh, like shut down about 400,000 driving, like, truck driver jobs. I think I learned that from a South Park episode. Be <laughs> do you know why they're able to do that? No. Because now they have self-driving semi-trucks. That's so scary. Isn't that? <laughs> and no, you know Skynet's what? gonna happen. They say, they're <laughs> like, um, they were, like, talking about it, and they were, uh, like, Elizabeth Warren was like, that's not the main problem. And then Andrew Yang was like, I have the data. And she was like, I want to see the data. And I he was like, I'll show it to you. <laughs> and um, so there, I was looking into the data about that a little bit. And uh, those self-driving trucks that they're shutting down 400,000 jobs across the United States. Don't they cause like so many accidents? They're, they're only successful 98% of the time. <laughs> That's not 100%. And if you think about 400,000 self-driving trucks and 98% of that, that's still about 40,000 accidents caused by trucks that no one's inside. Like and then like okay, like let's say you get into an accident with like a self-driving car. Like what is this, what's the insurance on that? Like you can't get yeah. out of the car Who's and be like give me your insurance. Yeah. Like who are you going to talk to? It might just keep going. Oh Can you so imagine getting like a hit and run by a semi truck that has no one inside? We got a hit and run uh, truck coming in. Um, who's the driver? No one. No one. <laughs> it's just going. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that they're. I, that's that's a little scary to me. I'm imagining like SWAT with full armored cars in front, <laughs> in front of a self driving UPS truck, and they have to put out <laughs> spike strips in order to pop the tires to stop the car. <laughs> There's a there's a movie um, based on it's like a it's not like self driving kind of but it's like a ghost truck 
Um, oh, uh, it's the, the Stephen King movie? Yeah. Um, and... Oh, what what is... Oh, isn't it like... A, is it like Christine? Well, Christine's the, the like, possessed uh, Plymouth, which is similar. I know... I think Steven Spielberg actually worked on it, but it's, um... Basically, there's a ghost truck that's just driving people off the road. It's so stupid. And... It's and a stupid concept. It's a stupid concept, but that, because of that movie, he, like... He was able to, like, get his head in the door. His head in the uh, door? His... <laughs> his foot in the door for like a bunch of other things like jaws yeah so you know i mean hey like listen my first my first uh audition was on on a black casting couch so (laughs) (laughs) i mean whatever gets me to social media (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) um did you hear about the whale bones that were discovered at the bottom of the ocean no you didn't Oh man! So basically, there is this um, there is this big submarine that was like going down to the bottom of the ocean. They were just you know exploring and whatever, and it was being uh, it was off the central coast of California, and it was put it was run by the EV Nautilus, which is like the ship company, and then also the NOAA's Monterey Bay National Marine Sanctuary. And so they were just, like, looking around, seeing what kind of, like, you know, animals they can find at the bottom of the ocean. And there was a massive whale, but it was dead, and it was just the bones. And there were, there was, like, animals, like, crawling all over it. And upon further uh, examination, they discovered that there were Osadax worms that were inside the bones that were eating the bones away. And there was, like octopi and other fish. I wonder if I can find it because I know that it was still trending. Um, bones, 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 bones. Well, I'll just look it up. Whale bone. Whale, there it is. Whoa! Isn't that creepy? There's like octopi and fish crawling all over uh, just like literally just eating That's everything so and dissolving dope. the bones. Um, they don't know what type of whale it is yet. Um, I think they called it. No, nope, wrong one. <laughs> uh, they called it the baleen whale, which is an order. So you know, it's like kingdom, phylus, order, like the the way that you get down to species. Sure. It's an order. So it's like there's like two sections above it in order it also includes like porpoises and dolphins so they have no idea what kind of whale it is but they know that it is just getting <laughs> monched on by all these animals at the bottom of the That's ocean gnarly and it was like a total accident that they found it they were like live streaming it and everyone was like they're just like oh they were like bones. Go, hey go over there check that out like the chat was like go there's like a thing over there go check it out and they went over and they found this and isn't like if you look really close you can see all the worms like yeah, crawling that's on it disgusting i'll put a link to that in the description so go check it out it's really creepy um next i have a section that is called what did he do um it is where i discuss the uh sometimes highs and most usually lows of the tangerine living in the white house 
I know that you said that you're... I thought you were talking about the annoying orange. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it's 100% the annoying orange, which, oddly enough, works. Um, <laughs> I know you said that you stay away from politics, so we don't have to talk about that if you don't want to. I mean, I... Sure. All right. So, um, last night, uh-huh. there was a picture that Donald Trump tweeted out saying... Uh, it with the caption nervous nancy has an unhinged meltdown and it was a picture of nancy pelosi standing above like standing up in a room of men sitting down at a table and she's directly across from donald trump pointing at him and he says that that was her having a meltdown and her response to that was she took the picture and made it her twitter header <laughs> And yo, props to you, Nancy. Right? Oh. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> so, if you go, Nancy Pelosi, at Speaker Pelosi on Twitter. At yeah, at Speaker Pelosi. That's the picture. Yo, he looks so upset. He's so confused, and she's like throwing it at him. Um and. There was a White House aide that was in this room that released to the press that what he what she was saying in this picture was all roads that come from you lead to Putin. Oh, yeah. Oh. So this was like part of the impeachment uh, inquiry, and that was like that's big. Like he was he <coughs> thought that he had something there, and everyone was just like, "Ooh, she snapped back." Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't even deny that he's like Putin's like up his ass and he's up Putin's like it's like a it's like a yin and yang of just inside <laughs> ass like <laughs> they're just inside each you know other. what I, I I agree with that I'm not I'm not gonna contest that whatsoever um he also congratulated the president of Turkey uh calling him a well someone just died out there it's uh, my time <laughs> I need to go <laughs> hero to the rescue. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> He's just going to go, like, go rob the, the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, he called him a great president because uh, the turkey was apparently convinced by the United States that um, they need to stop slaughtering the Kurds. Oh. Yeah, and so he was like... Uh, he was like, it's great, I, I'm a great friend with him, you know, we're, we're good friends, he's a great president, and congratulations to him for not killing the Kurds anymore. Um, and, you know, that's not something that you should have to congratulate someone on. No, it's like, and I mean, sure, he did it, like, that's... It's good that he stopped, Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, it, it's, an, it's an official ceasefire. Good. So basically they're giving the Kurds 48 hours to get out of Syria. That's that's two days, which is stupid because they already let out all the ISIS prisoners. Yeah, um, and there have been multiple attacks on different cities, and so the Kurds are probably going to have to go back to Iraq, which is not going to be good. Um, Dude, that just curds my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> I had a feeling it's that you bad. were going to come up it's, with a pun for them. So, I was trying to think of curd milk, but I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> That's not going to work. 
Well, I I'm happy that they are uh, that they're gonna be safer? Question mark? Questionable? Um, Less bloodshed? Senator Mitch McConnell, which I have you ever seen him? No. He looks like a turtle. He looks like a snapping turtle. Like what? <laughs> Wait until you see him, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> Doesn't he look like a snapping turtle? Uh, yes. <laughs> I imagine uh, this is how he talks. Yeah, probably. His lip is over his teeth, mm. so he has a, probably a thick lip. You know what? I never noticed that, but you can only see his bottom teeth. That's I, not. This is not normal. <laughs> Talking like that is not normal. Oh, he also doesn't have any eyebrows. <laughs> Probably shaved them off. Probably. Oh, oh, he's creepy. Yo, I shaved off my eyebrows once. Yeah, really? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was in middle school, yeah. and I was like, man, I need to learn how to shave. So instead of shaving my mustache that I didn't have, <laughs> I went to the middle part of my eyebrows and just shaved what I thought was a unibrow, but it just was my eyebrow. <laughs> I uh, I was in elementary school, and there was this kid. He was really weird. Um, I hope that he doesn't listen to this, but he was, uh, he came to school one day and he already had a pretty round shaped head and, uh, his head was like shaved like normally, Yeah. but he shaved off his eyebrows oh, No. He and didn't. I was like, dude, why'd you do that? And he was like, I was mad at my parents. And I was <laughs> like, so you shaved your eyebrows? Why would you not shave their oh, eyebrows? Yes, the ultimate act of defiance, shaving. <laughs> Oh uh, man, he was he was something else. Um, I don't know why I keep clicking that one. Um, it just looks like a bunch of Ernie puppets. Uh, yeah. Um, but Mitch McConnell, said, who is the majority leader, outlined that the next few months of impeachment at the Senate Republicans Weekly Lunch, uh, he said that the House Democrats wanted to move expeditiously, possibly approving cool. articles of impeachment by Thanksgiving. Big word. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts would preside over the Senate trial, which McConnell hoped would be completed by Christmas. Which, you know, McConnell is a Republican, but after what happened with Syria, he was like, I can't do it with Trump anymore. I'm going to support the impeachment hearing. So that's that's a big, a lot of senators and, and uh, Congress people have been like... Finally swooned over to impeach him. Yeah, and so I think... I. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, McConnell right. thinks it's going to happen by Christmas, but most of the House Democrats want it to happen by Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. It's just a couple years too late. It is, yeah. We, you know, actually, as as the day of recording this, we are currently in the 1,000th day of his presidency. Oh, is that a celebration or is that a, uh, I'm going to go home and take shots? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is... There, there's two ways to look at it. You could say we've made it through a thousand days so far, or you could say we still have 460 days left, which is uh, is a lot, but it's a it's a lot less than a thousand. We're about two thirds of the way through right now. Dude, I just can't wait until Kanye runs for pres. Like, I, do you think that's gonna happen? Kanye 2020, no full supporter. <laughs> he hasn't even like said anything about that's it. That's what he wants. True. He wants to come out. Just well, take if, it from him. If he gets impeached, then if and if he gets impeached and removed from office, then he can't run for president again. So they would need to have a Democratic or a, a Republican candidate. 
So someone would have to jump up there. Currently, there's a guy running for president as Republican who was previously, uh, he ran in 2016 as a libertarian. Okay. So we'll see how he turns out. Um, honestly, just anyone but Trump. <laughs> Take these nuts over. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I wanted to talk about a certain hero. Uh, oh, myself, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Um, <laughs> a, a vastly um, inferior uh, hero to yourself, um, known as the Batman. Um, oh, wait a sec. <laughs> wait a second. No one says the Batman unless you're talking about the movie. Yep, it's where. Did you hear about uh, any cast updates? Uh, the Riddler was released as, what was it? It's Dan... It's Paul Dano. Paul Dano. I was going to say Dan Paulo. Dan Paulo. <laughs> yes. Paul, okay. My favorite. My favorite Jersey Shore member. Who, who else? Um, we uh, have Jonah Zoe. Hill is no longer... Uh, the runs for the Penguin? The, yeah. What? Yeah, they couldn't come to a salary com- uh, agreement. No! I know, isn't that so sad? He'd be been... such a good penguin! He would be so cool as the penguin. Um, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman, Catwoman, which I love because... I, I think that's perfect casting. I, I love, love that so much. I love her so much, too. I love uh, Lenny Kravitz. I think that he's mm-hmm. like awesome and that he's just a badass. Yeah. And his daughter is even cooler. Um <laughs> Did, did you know that um, what, Zoe Kravitz's father in, or stepfather is Aquaman? What? Jason Momoa is married to Zoe Kravitz's mom. What? Yeah. He's only 10 years older than her. Oh, yeah. do not like that. <laughs> do not like that. I don't like... I mean, like, they're, they're both, like, old. Like, like Not old, but, like... I, yeah. I think he's, both, like, 36 or something. Uh, yeah, but that means, like... His daughter's twenty six. Yeah. Where's that daughter? Yeah. Isn't that isn't that funky? That's so. Uh, uh, it's 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 dislike. <laughs> but it, you know it's good on DC for bringing in the family. Yeah. It's they're, they're... <laughs> <laughs> and the Bat family extends. <laughs> um, and then obviously our front man Robert Pattinson mm. as Batman Bruce Wayne. Sparkly Batman. <laughs> Yo, what do you think about that? Um, all right. So I gotta, res- I gotta, I gotta say, yeah, Twilight is. <sighs> gotta apologize to my girlfriend because she loves the Twilight movies, <laughs> but I fucking hate them. <laughs> yeah, I, I dislike the Twilight movies. Um, and I, I remember hearing in interviews Robert Patterson after the first movie, hated hated playing Edward Cullen. <laughs> he he viciously started to hate the series because mm-hmm. all he was recognized for is playing this monotone, emotionless um, character. But now, like, fast forward to The Lighthouse uh, movie, he, it was with, um, uh, oh god, first Green Goblin, what was his name? Willem Dafoe? Well, yeah, it's William Dafoe and Robert Patterson playing these two fishermen in a lighthouse. And mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie, please, I'd say go watch it. It looks like a masterpiece. I, I'm a huge movie buff. I love it. Cool. And, like, seeing his broad range from playing this weak, little, snivelly... But now he wasn't so used to me. I just saw him like that because he's in Twilight. But like this, like proud wizard boy mm. to being this vampire now being this fisherman. I'm like he has such a wide range. Yeah. So like I'm casting all of his like Twilight movies aside. I'm I'm personally quite excited to see him as, as Bruce Wayne. Uh, I think it's gonna be really interesting seeing the direction they take it, the time period when exactly yeah. the Batman is. I'm 
I'm interested to see, like, I personally liked Batfleck, and I get yeah. a, I get a lot of hate for that <laughs> because he's he was too such dark and too broody. He was a very di- like far departure from yeah. uh, Christian Bale's Batman, um, the, like even just like design and everything, um, but like. The movies that he was shown in weren't fantastic. No, God, no. Batman vs. Superman? Batman vs. Superman, Justice, Justice League, League, even God when he was in uh, Suicide Squad for a little bit. It was for that, that split second. For that split second with Deadshot. Um, it was it was very lackluster. Yeah. Um, and they, they all had opportunities to be fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. The, and the casts were awesome. The cast, they had the cast. The cast they had there. everything that they needed. It was just, they were kind of boring. But now we have yeah. James Gunn doing the new... Oh, the new... Uh, su- the suicide, the squad. suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. I... I okay. Would... That... That... Con- that concerns me. Yeah? Uh, I loved... I liked... I can't say I love Suicide Squad. I love Margot Robbie. And True. I love James Gunn. However, if it's a reboot... If it's... They're saying that it's a reboot of su- Suicide Squad by saying it's the Suicide Squad, you're having a continuity error with Margot Robbie. Yeah. If you're keeping Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn as they say they are, then you can't have her be in one Suicide Squad and be in the other and then not acknowledge each other whatsoever. Yeah. Because then you're not going to have completely new Harley Quinn, but that's obviously debunked because it's Harley Quinn's new movies coming out. Uh, yeah. Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Is that is that one related to the first Suicide Squad? Yeah. Okay. That one's in the DCEU. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I would really enjoy it if DC would just make one continuous universe. Universe, because Jason Momoa as Aquaman is fantastic. God, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Wonder amazing, Woman is incredible. I'm sure the Urza Miller Urza Miller movie, The Flash, coming out in 2022 is gonna yeah. be amazing. And I I even liked uh, Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. He, he was it was awesome. And like the the new characters that they have, like like Killer Croc and um, uh, Enchantress, Enchantress Diablo. I really like Cara Delevingne as Enchant- Enchantress. I thought she was interesting. Her being normal was kind of boring. Yeah, but Enchantress yeah. looked really cool. She uh, the movement, like as an actor, seeing seeing her move the way she did, the fluidity in that. Oh, that that I love. That yeah. was so interesting to like study. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but now, like, it, it's the Suicide Squad, the Batman, and the Joker. Or is it? It's, it's just, just Joker. Joker. It's when the Flash comes out. It's the Flash. The Flash. Okay. They. Uh, I wish that they would just one make one big universe, because Marvel does it so well. Yeah. And I hate it's to draw comparisons to the two, but I mean, yeah, they're Marvel, They've always been competitors. Marvel's been Marvel did such a good job with. They made Iron Man with the opportunity of we could say this is a standalone solo universe movie, and then if that succeeded, then they're like, oh, we can just add on to the other ones, which is great. DC did not do that. They had mm-hmm. Man of Steel, and then they're like, they assumed that all the other characters were already established. Mm-hmm. When what they needed to do was establish it as their own individuals, and then bring it together through like little like things. Yeah. Like in the first Iron Man, it could be Iron Man one or two, but when Nick Fury takes uh, Tony Stark into this warehouse and he has like two dots on the board. One of the dots is all the way in the Atlantic, which is supposed to be Atlantis, where Namor is, mm. and the other one was in 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 Africa. Mm. It was it's Wakanda, yeah. and they referenced 
Wakanda way, way before. before Black Panther. This is like a full like decade before. It's because they were they decade, were always like, hoping. Like you know yeah. in um, they just I, set themselves up so well. Yeah, you know in I, I think it was Iron Man two when there was like a little kid. <laughs> Why do you have that? Have what? There, you're holding a rock that says you're the goat. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, interesting. Anyway, continue. Um, in Iron Man two, when they were at the convention, it was like the Stark convention or something. Yeah. And there was a little kid that like walked up to one of the Peter Parker. So yeah, it was Peter Parker. It was it was it was fan theorized because they're just like, oh, if you like add the timeline together and like you fast forward like that totally that could be Peter Parker it makes sense mm-hmm. and it's like everyone's like oh that's a cool theory that's such a cool theory and the mm-hmm. Marvel's just like no straight up was Peter Parker yeah, you're right Peter Parker <laughs> that's, that's like, just how it be dog <laughs> it'd just be like that sometimes um I don't I, I know that you said that you had to get out of here by by six do you have time to talk about history for a little bit yeah a couple more minutes alright so uh, this is the final section. This is called "This Week in History." Ooh, I like nice. to I like to go back in time using uh, a, a website where I could just like check out things that have happened in uh, the past. Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there there's a couple really interesting things. Let's go back about uh, four hundred and fifty years, and look at fifteen eighty two when the Gregorian calendar is adopted in Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. And it it actually ended the previously it was the Julian counter, calendar <laughs> because of Julius Caesar, um, and it ended on October fourth. But when the Gregorian calendar started, it was on October fifteenth. So there were ten days that never existed in history. What happened during those ten days? Nothing. <laughs> it the literally world went black. Yeah, literally. Like it was like and obviously, you know, time is a construct, so the calendar doesn't actually even matter. Of course. But one day it was October fourth, and then the next day was like Italy saying we're gonna go with the Gregorian calendar. So it went October third, fourth, fifteenth. So there are literally from October 5th to October 14th in the year 1582 never existed. To the people born between those days, I'm so sorry. Like, how do you <laughs> determine your birthday? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was born in the black space of time. <laughs> I exist only in my nightmares. <laughs> um, the next thing to occur was in 1912... Former United States President Theodore Roosevelt oh, Teddy. was shot in the chest during an assassination attempt in Milwaukee. <gasps> this is where his thick notepad he saved had his a life. massive notepad in his breast pocket, uh, and even though he the bullet did go through and get into his chest, he insisted on finishing his speech. <laughs> you just imagine, imagine being so so tough. That you take a bullet to the chest, you just go, as I was saying. <laughs> and just just continue going. Like, the doctors were like, we need to take you to the hospital. He was like, I will say what I need to. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> Literally. That if there was any president that would embody the sentence, Hold my beer, oh, it's Teddy. it was Teddy Roosevelt. It's Teddy. 
1947, test pilot Chuck Yeager was the first person to ever go faster than the speed of sound. Like on his feet? No. <laughs> no, he was flying the Bell X-1 rocket plane. Oh, he was flying. He was flying. Of course. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yes. Um, but can you imagine that? Like, they weren't even trying to do that. I thought you were going to say, can you imagine running as fast <laughs> to break the sound barrier? Can you imagine being the Flash? My uh, name's Barry Allen. My name is Barry Allen, and I'm the fastest man alive <laughs> until a new season occurs and someone's faster than me. Or I get slower. Or I get slower because my daughter shows up. <laughs> no, but that's wild. They didn't even try. They weren't even broken. trying. They were they were testing out the new rocket plane, and he was like, I think I want to go faster. And they were <laughs> like, this is not supposed to go that fast. And he was like, nah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is the needle in the red a bad thing? <laughs> And it was, it was, it was like terrifying. It was the first time that literally anything in the world had broken I, the space, the sound I barrier. I might have thought I was gonna die. <laughs> like if I was just, if I was like, hey, look, a plane, and I just heard a whip. I thought, oh god, God has opened the heavens. I'm being smited. <laughs> I'm, down being, as I'm about speak. to be smited. <laughs> it was, it was terrifying for a lot of the scientists that were there because they saw the plane go overhead, and then a couple seconds later, they heard a massive crack, and everyone was like, what just happened? Did did That's it get struck so by lightning? Cool. And, you know, when you're the one breaking the sound barrier, you don't hear it because you're passing it. Yeah. It's behind you. And so he had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> he lands and goes, hey, guys, how was that? And they're like, what the fuck? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why? They showed him the video later, and he was like, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> He's like, what? Um, and finally, this is absolutely the craziest thing. There was this baby whose name was Baby Faye. And she, well, her name wasn't Baby Faye, but she oh, became was, known as Baby, Baby Faye. Faye. Faye was her, uh, like, middle name or whatever. Okay. She was 15 days old, and she was born with a defective heart where literally the left side of her heart was not pumping. Like, two out of the four chambers were just broken. Yeah, so they, they had a machine on her that was pumping it. Uh-huh. And they were like, well, we've done heart transplants on adults, I think it's no. time to try it on a baby. No! But they, they didn't even go, they didn't even test it on, like, a rat. They just went straight to a baby. Yeah, and, but, wait, this is the weird part. They did, obviously, you can't get a heart donation from another baby. So you need something that is similar in size to a human infant heart, which just so happens to be a baboon. They transplanted a baboon's heart into a 15-day-old baby, and she lived for another month using just the heart pumping. What happened after the month? She died. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really terrible to laugh at that. But she literally... about some monkey business. (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't even make sense. (laughs) She she would have died uh, had they not given her that that baboon heart. Yeah, I mean, listen... Science is cool and all this shit, but what the fuck? A baboon? Dude, this happened in 1984. A baboon? A baboon in 1984. This was like the same time that like, like the like the USSR was still around when. Hot, yes, the the Red Scare. The the red the Red Scare was still being scary <laughs> when they were putting baboon hearts into children. 
Man, it's it's great that they had the buffoons back then, because now all of ours are being burned alive. <laughs> uh, we Rest love the, the Amazon. Amazon. Which is still burning! Brazil, Brazil, I'm talking directly love to you. you. But get your shit together. <laughs> Put it out. We're gonna die in like, what is it now? 16 months? Yeah, something like that. We're, I mean, you know, whatever. The Earth, the at Earth this is point, gonna cleanse itself. It, it, somebody Black said, Plague Part 2. <laughs> my friend, um, my friend, you know that like Death Counter app that uh, everyone's downloading? Yeah. She said she downloaded it and she got five years. And she was like, well, screw this. I'm not going to stay in college anymore. If I'm going to die in five years, I'm going to go do whatever I Isn't want. Isn't there a movie being made about that? That's Count- what, that's Countdown? why the, yeah, Countdown. That's why the app came out. I think it's fun. I, I like it. I think, I, I think I have like 43 years left, which is like, <laughs> that rounds out to 2063, which I'm chill with. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to be just left in the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> I Listen, when, when, when it's the hero's time to come... I'm going to come and then I'm going to die. It's going to throw you back into those ten days that are missing to history. <laughs> I, go, I become the world's first savior. <laughs> those ten days were written because I took over. Uh, Alright, well that brings uh, us to the end. Do you have anything that you would like to uh, uh, you know, promote? Your, your Twitter is uh, twitter.com. Twitter's at Heroish Thoughts. Yeah, at Heroish Thoughts. Um... All that I'm going to say is uh, I'm going to start talking about video games a lot more. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to... It's been really busy for the past month and a half here at uni. It has. It's, um, been, it's been hell. It's been really hell. Uh, but I, I have about a week and a half left of my hellish life. Um, <laughs> and so after that, uh, I'm going to continue getting back into more jokes and everything. Word. And to those who took place in the poll for The Mother online a couple months ago over the summer... I am very happy to say that she's been introduced in the story, and Ooh. that instead of just being a PC character played by myself, mm-hmm. uh, that someone has actually took over the role of the mother. So, yes. very happy about that. <laughs> uh, and just thank you to all who are supporting and following me, and you know, definitely thank you for following uh, our mother planet. Wow, yes. We love her. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, so yes, again, go check out Kiro on Twitter. If you would like, go follow me on Twitter. Subscribe below if you want to see Hero on again. Just uh, comment. Uh, and if you don't speak up, I will not save you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Ciao.